0: Welcome everyone to another podcast of Modern World Zen This is Josh Barzell So last episode we were talking about the True religion The idea of What constitutes a true religion And um, I tried to explain um, Some of the pitfalls that we can get into When we're trying to talk about t- True uh, religion. And in this episode, I'd just like to talk about sort of what the sort of the true, truly religious person, um, sort of what their viewpoint would be about all this, about what's going on. Um, and it might not be what you think. So if we look at our lives. We're not going to we're not going to paint a picture that's too rosy, and we're not going to try to paint a picture that's too dark. And there are many philosophies and religions, I could say, but really we could just call them philosophies at this point that will paint a too rosy a picture. And there's many philosophies that will paint a picture that's too dark. So really we're going to want to find the correct sort of picture of our life. And in that way, we just accept that there's good and bad in it. So there really isn't a an um, overriding theme. We, we sort of take the position of a witness and just... Acknowledge the fact that we have good parts in our life and bad parts, you know, and it's good times and bad times, you know, so we know that, um, the other big division is the waking and dream state, um, And we talked about how that can be considered to be all one state um, in another podcast, that there wasn't really any truth in either of them. And so we're going to want to understand that once we see the true nature of the world, and what is the world, right? What's the world? The world is a place where, you know, An innocent person is guilty, right? And a guilty person is innocent. You know, I mean, that's kind of the way the world is. It's, we don't, we may not like it. Who knows what we, what we think about it. That's the way the world is. And, um, and when we see that, well, it's still this one state. It's still consciousness. Um, You know, if you believe in God, it's still, still God. Right. So that's the way kind of we, we look at it. Um, And it's difficult to see it that way. So everything arises in that context, you know, um, we are not only do we have the good times and bad times in our life, but we also have all sorts of things where, you know, you have one religion and then you have the complete opposite view of what it is you believe in. You know, we talked about a true religion. You can have a total false religion and both, and both of those things fall into this single framework. So, and everything's always constantly changing. I mean, the innocent person that's guilty could end up being the guilty person that's innocent. You know, there's no way to know how everything is going to work out. So, um, but that's the way the world is. It's a strange place. Because it's so strange, we try to find some truth in it, some sanity, some meditation, and go about our business. So um we know we can we can bring in the idea of consciousness and feel comfortable in our meditation knowing that consciousness exists and seeing it play in this very strange world. And while the world changes, consciousness doesn't change. So um we can sort of found find our basis there and enjoy this these ups and downs, uh, from the point of view of the self or consciousness and the self and, and conscious is very blissful. So the self is blissful. Actually, uh, consciousness is bliss. The self is bliss. Truth actually is bliss Alright God is bliss. God is love. So we can enjoy that, you know, um, we might need some help in enjoying it, but once we get there, it's, we don't need any help to actually enjoy it, right? We just may, might need some help in getting there. Uh, and it's inside us, you know? It's within our thoughts. It creates our thoughts. It's between our thoughts. It's around our thoughts. It is our thoughts, right? So we don't have to be taken away by the mind. We can sort of throw consciousness into the mind uh, and get the mind under our control. So again, this is what I was trying to say from the beginning, is what is all this, right? Well, it's nothing but consciousness. So um, that means that good and evil would both fall into this framework. Um, Religion and irreligion would fall into this framework. And so, because everything arises from consciousness, and it's this play, right? It's the good times and it's the bad times. So this is why it's not so rosy of a picture. And it's not so bleak. It's kind of right in the middle. And that's kind of where we want to be. Um, so what can we expect for ourselves with this viewpoint? Well, um, you can expect to see consciousness. And in that way, maintain your bliss. Um, and so... But in doing so, you're going to have to get rid of your, your ills, your bigotry, your ego, and your pretension, your pride. You're going to have to get rid of those things uh, to be able to do it. You know, that's the other part of the side that no one wants to talk about. That's kind of what we have to do. And also, we have our varying sort of like specific wrong <laughs> ideas of. The truth, And that's going to also have to be, um, discarded to be able to see consciousness continually and to be in bliss, uh, continually. So now we're sort of breaking down the walls of what we thought was true. And, um, we can enjoy the ecstasy of the self when we do that. So, um, and that's actually what we've been looking for our entire life. We've been looking for it in, in different people. We've been looking for it in different places. We've been looking for it, um, I would say, at different times. But really, our entire life, we've been looking for it. We just don't know where to find it, right? It's actually within. And it's difficult to, when you hear that, say, what do you mean within? Well, you have to kind of, like, get there, right? Because you can just say... It's within, but, you know, you need more help than maybe than it's just that it's within. But it is. It happens to be within. Um, and it's not really outside us. So um, it's not really where our minds can go, right? It's sort of the foundation of the mind. And that's why we would say it's inside us, not outside. Um, So when we do find this, then now our ups and downs sort of disappear, right? It's not a rosy picture where everything is is blissful and everything is happy. But we could take the realistic um, point of view that we do have these ups and downs. But once you sort of meditate and get inside the mind and get into consciousness, even the ups and downs disappear. So there is no up and there is no down There sort of isn't any good time of your life and there really wasn't any bad time. That's kind of what ends up happening. Um, It's just all sort of this consciousness that's within. And your mind is also not really what you consider the mind to be. It's just going to be, like we've said before from the scriptures, just going to be a ray of that self or a piece of that consciousness. It's not going to be separate from the self or separate from consciousness. Um, So then some very interesting things happen. You start to wonder whether or not you're creating the existence that you know to be true. Um, So let me say that again. You start to wonder if you are creating the existence that you take as reality. Right? It doesn't mean you've gone mentally insane. It doesn't mean you've become mentally ill. It's a very subtle point. I'll just say it a third time. So you, you come to uh, wonder whether you're creating your own reality, essentially, or creating what you think is absolutely solid. And so you sort of... You're, your perception gets unsettled. And there was a very interesting um, cognitive scientist um, that was studying consciousness and and he came up with this idea that he was looking at evolution to natural selection and he came up with the conclusion that humans don't actually aren't better suited for their environment by knowing reality, <laughs> which is a very strange sort of notion. Um, but he, he did this work and um, because he ran these simulations. And so that means there's something else functioning. Like you could hold something very strong, you could hold a very strong belief, but if you're never willing to spend any time where that belief is upended, even if it's for 20 minutes, say in meditation, um, then you're going to be less adaptable. You're going you're not going to be able to adapt as well and survive as well um, in your environment. So um, that's a very good thing. And if you want to know more about it, you can contact me and I can give you the name of the guy and... Uh, his study uh, <clears throat> that he did um, so anyway let's get back to this idea that you're going to start to wonder whether what you consider to be really strong is 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 your own creation we don't have to go too far on that but it's it's a healthy thing is what i'm trying to what i'm trying to say and um, so now we have really, all of a sudden we think we're in mental illness territory, but really we've, we've sort of tr- have begun to sort of figure out what's going on. Uh, that means that behind everything, there's consciousness. There's something that's not, um, I'd say, hard and fast, right? something not really real. But we we consider consciousness to be real. But it's maybe we weren't seeing it as consciousness, right? Um, So that means that God is in there. That means that the self is in there. That means truth is in there, right? Um, So now we feel like we really want to retain that. Whatever that happens to be, that's what we want. Now we don't really want maybe the power or the authority that we thought we did or whatever else we were seeking. Maybe we just want that, right, instead, say. And that can be very powerful for us and can actually keep us quite safe and secure. Um, so can we do this, Right can we attain this formless consciousness? Um, and the idea is that you do that, then we're really talking in the enlightened realm now. Now we're really sort of rubbing right up against um, what the enlightened beings have attained. So we should we should try to approach it with a lot of respect um, as we do come up against this. Um, but through that same light through that same light of consciousness, um, we'll start to believe, if you will, um, in consciousness, where we might have had some ingling about it before, or we might have sort of halfway believed in God, or we might have sort of halfway believed that there was something greater than ourselves, but then we really start to believe that there is. And that's a very, very beautiful moment. Uh, because then you start to see that same essence in people. right? You just see, see it in people. And so we we're talking about that last episode in the true religion. And once you, once you start to do that, the opposite sort of occurs. You, you don't become small, right? You don't become necessarily big. You just can beca- you just become what you are. Because once you see, have the true vision, then you and you yourself are true. So if you yourself are true, then you're just who you are for real. You know, you're your genuine self, and that's actually what makes us happy. So that's actually what we're looking for. We're not really looking to become greater. We're actually all of us are just looking to become who we are, um, and we do that through our various paths and. You know, we do it in all sorts of ways. Um, So, and we realize, hey, it's nothing new. It's not a new attainment. And that's the Vendantic teaching. We attain what we've already attained. We don't really attain anything new. Um, So, you know, you can think of it being really easy to do. You can think of it being really difficult to do. Because it's so simple, it's difficult, right? So that's what happens And um, we can basically have a lot of respect for those that have done the work and have shown us um, what it is that we are looking for, basically. Um, And it's the same light, really. I mean, if you see it, you understand it's the same light. So um, that's a really wonderful thing to, to, to acknowledge That it's actually that same light or consciousness, um, you know, that we are, right? And that it would be the same in the teachers, the teachers, the great teachers, the great liberated ones, the enlightened ones. It's the same in them, you know. So we're all sort of just kind of floating in this ocean of consciousness. And those beings who have attained consciousness, they don't ever really, like, die like you would think. They're sort of always still there because they become consciousness. And consciousness never leaves. The body leaves, but consciousness doesn't leave. So the beings that have attained consciousness are really sort of still around. Um, They may not be around in their physical forms, but they really are around. And you can sort of access them. You don't have to believe in, you know anything special to sort of grasp that. It becomes quite apparent. Um, And so thanks everyone for tuning in today for another podcast of Modern World Zen. This has been Josh Barzell and we will do some more uh, in the future. And I invite anyone to go back and look at any episodes they want to again and again. And uh, hopefully I make this interesting for you and enlightening as well. So again, this has been Josh Barzell for Modern World Zen.